What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Once again, I'm Kier, and this is Jason, and we are back <laughs> doing our top 10 films of 2013. Uh, so we're, we're still moving. We're still plugging away at these uh, top 10. So if this is your first time joining us, uh, we basically have been doing this series starting back from 1995 when Jason and I first met. Uh, we've basically been doing a top 10 films of uh, every year subsequently. And now we're all the way up to 2013. Once again, we break these shows up into two parts. Um, so this part will be uh, part one, um, which is uh, basically going to be our number 10 through number six. And then you'll want to come back for uh, another day when we do our part two, which is our number five through number one with some honorable mentions if we have those as well. Um, however, on this show, uh, we actually do our challenge films for each other. Um, so Jason selected a film for me to watch that I've never seen that he's seen before. And I selected a film for Jason to watch that I've seen that he's never seen before. From 2013. Was that? Yeah, from 2013. 2013 sorry yeah yeah, from 2013. yeah we do it for the same year so yeah um right. so yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and i'll go ahead and kick it off with the film that you selected for me so i'll go ahead and get that started i'll bring that in so let's get into it and that film is going to be the bling ring um so the bling ring is basically uh kind of based on a true story directed by uh sofia coppola um, it's based on a true story where basically these kids, and some of you may have heard the story before, but there's basically a, a group of kids um, down like the LA Hollywood area that basically uh, went on like this rampage spree of basically breaking into like celebrities' homes and basically stealing their stuff. <laughs> so, um, so and that's kind of just the movie basically. Now, so basically how it works is these, these group of kids that all are in high school or yeah they're, yeah, they're still in high school. They're like, you know, 17, 18 years old. Um, and they basically, what they would do is they would basically uh, research like these big celebrities like Paris Hilton and 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 people of this nature. Um, you know, a lot of socialites or younger people, that kind of stuff. And they would find out like if they were going to be going to like a party or something of that nature. So they would like, so like, you know, they would see that Paris Hilton's going to some party or whatever case may be on this night. And when they basically found out when they were going to this party, they would basically look up their address and basically go to their house and uh, break in, which 90% of the time they really didn't have to break in. They weren't like smashing windows or anything like that. Cause for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, maybe because they live in Hollywood or they live in these nice cities or whatever. They, the celebrities just left their doors unlocked. So they, they didn't lock the doors or anything of that nature. So they would just go around and like just jimmy on the doorknobs or windows or whatever um, until they could find like an unlocked door. And they would just go in and basically, you know, start like rummaging through their stuff, um, you know, so they would, you know, go through their safes and, and, and sometimes they would get money. Sometimes they would get clothes, glasses, whatever case may be, whatever they could find that they liked to these celebrities, they would basically just steal it. And a lot of times they had so much time that they were like hanging out and just, you know, having a good time. And especially with like, I think Paris Hilton's the main one, because I, I want to say they went back to her house like five or six times because she never noticed. They had broken in. Um, so uh, so she never actually noticed that that they were actually breaking into their house, breaking into her house. So they kept going back to her house and like, you know, would be hanging out like she had like a like an entertainment area with like a, you know, like a like a party house and things of that nature. So they would go in there with like a group of friends and party and 
just have a really good time and, and that kind of thing. And, and then they would find like another celebrity that was going to be at a different party. And they, you know, they, they basically got to the point where they would, they would look at the celebrity style and they were like, Oh, I really like, you know, so-and-so I really could use, you know, some, some Prada glasses. You know, they like to wear Prada, you know, find out when they're going to be out of town again. And they would basically find out when they were going to be out of town or, traveling or whatever they were doing they're like oh they're gonna be looks like they're gonna be at this party out and what you call it oh cool well let's go to their house tonight and they would just go to their house and break in and get guns and money and jewelry and clothing and all kinds of sorts of things um and that's basically kind of the gist of the movie and like i said i don't want to go into you know too much of a spoiler you can obviously look up exactly what happened to those kids um you know, because it's based on a true story, you can probably deduct that eventually they, they get caught. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't think it's yeah. a, a spoiler at this point, especially from 2013, um, yeah. which, you know, you're, you're kind of just, I don't know, when you're watching the movie, when I was watching, that's pretty much what I was kind of waiting for. Um, I, I did remember the story. I don't remember exactly what happened, you know, to those kids or whatever. But I mean, obviously, I know if a story is being told about these kids and more than likely, you know, they get caught because they're actually doing interviews while they're um, so they would like they would be doing interviews with the with the kids, you know, like after the fact. And they were like talking to like an, an investigator or interview person and explaining like why they did what they did. They were like, oh, we just we didn't know that it was you know going to get as big as it did. Or, you know, we just, you know, started off small and then we just kind of got invested and we just kept doing it. We, you know, we, we kind of figured we might get caught someday, but, you know, and that kind of stuff. So. But um, that's kind of the gist of the film. Um, I liked it. It was it was it was a decent film. I can't say I loved it or anything like that. I mean, it's kind of you kind of know where that story is going. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I do like the teen films where kids are doing bad things. Bad uh, kids movies. <laughs> we both kids. like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's you know actually one I'll probably be talking about later in the show. Um, but yeah, there's always these bad kid movies and and that kind of stuff where they they're doing things they're not supposed to do. Um, Kids is the one that comes to example for me, um, you know, basically about these young kids that are doing to totally terrible things in that nature. It wasn't quite as good as a lot of those, like, you know, ones like that where, you know, they were uh, really, really doing bad things. But I did enjoy it. I did think it was fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I did like this one. Um, I'd probably give it three out of five. So um, just a just a nice smile. Yeah, it was just a fun film. You kind of knew what you were getting with it. Um, but, um, you know, and, and you're not really that sympathetic to the kids either, though. So that's also kind of the problem with it because they're the stars of the film. You're not that sympathetic because they were just bad kids doing bad things. So you kind of were partially hoping they get caught. I mean, you didn't have much sympathy for the rich celebrities as well, especially someone like Paris Hilton. And I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, for example, when they go into her house, she has like, you know, nothing but pictures of just herself on all the walls. Which I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but I could totally see that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> she seems to be into her. And, and, and I didn't feel as bad because half the time these celebrities didn't even know that their houses were being broken into. Um, it was the only reason why some of them, why they, primarily even started getting caught was because some people did have security cameras, but a lot of them didn't even have security cameras at their home. So they didn't even know that they were getting broken into, but you know, like I said, they broke into all kinds of celebrities homes, hers, Lindsay Lohan. seems like a lot of like the socialites were the ones they really went after. So the ones that were out there partying and into the scene, because those people weren't home very often. So it was very easy right. to take advantage of someone that's 
always on the go or always out partying or because you can predict their schedule, you know, oh, Friday night, she likes to go partying at what you call it. You know what I mean? So then they would just go and, and break in. But even before they started breaking into homes, they were always, you know, they would be like walking down the street and like pulling on like car doors or whatever and going inside and like, you know, looking for purses and wallets and things of that nature to rob from people. So they're always doing pretty, you know, bad stuff. And then obviously they were also involved in drugs and things of that nature. So just, you know, like I said, just kids behaving badly. But um, I gave it three out of five. And yeah, like I said, I did enjoy it. So, so good recommendation. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, 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 I like that movie. I, you know, I haven't seen it since 2013. You know, I saw it in the theater, but I remember liking it then. Um, and it reminded me of those movies that, like you mentioned, and uh, especially like Better Luck Tomorrow. It reminds me of that one a lot because it's also one about like the quote unquote, the good kids, like the, the wealthy kids that no one would really think would be getting into this kind of stuff, yeah, which is yeah, why they were able to do it for a while. These were, these kids were already somewhat affluent already. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They weren't like, you know, they didn't need those, you know, they, you know, yeah, <laughs> they, they didn't need that stuff. Living, most of them were already living in like, you know, the Hollywood area. So, and they were already getting into like parties and things of that nature with like celebs and things of that nature. So they weren't like, you know, these poor struggling kids that were robbing yeah. celebrities because they needed the money they were robbing them because they wanted to and they wanted that lifestyle and they wanted to be a part of that stardom so they had money they just weren't stars um i think some of the girls were actually trying to get into that industry but you know none of them were really doing anything in the entertainment industry they were just they were just these rich kids that were basically you know hey she's got prada she's not home let's go in her house and you know steal some stuff so yeah probably not much parental supervision i'm guessing if i remember correctly but yeah no definitely not um yeah because like the the boy that's in there like his mom was um i think he, he was like a i don't know if his dad lived with him or he just lived with it oh his dad traveled a lot so he was never there because he was like some executive for some movie company or whatever so he was always traveling two of the yeah. girls were like raised at home they were like homeschooled by like some like hippie like <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, teacher, mom, you know what I mean? Their mom was like some hippie, like whatever. Like every morning she would give them like their Adderall and Xanax. And, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were yeah. like, you know, these weren't like your regular typical high school kids. They were going to like, you know, they lived in like Calabasas, which is, you know, where I think like the Kardashians live or something. So they, they weren't they weren't poor kids by any means. They were just doing it because they wanted to and they wanted money. So, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it, though. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. And yeah. you had a homework assignment as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The film I chose for you was Rush. So bring Rush. In. So tell us a little bit about Rush. Yeah. So Rush is about a, uh, a famous uh, rivalry between two uh, race car drivers. Uh, one, James Hunt, played by Chris Hemsworth was a British uh, race car driver, and Nicky Lauda, uh, played by Daniel Bruhl, who was from Austria. So this all happened like in, from around 1970 to 1976. Um, so, you know, it predates me, and I'm not like, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a big race car, you know, I don't follow, you know, the Grand Prix or any, anything, NASCAR, or anything like that. So I'm not super into race car driving, and I didn't know this story going in. Uh, but it, it is a famous rivalry that went on between them. Um, and long story short, 
Um, I really like this movie a lot. In fact, it was probably my favorite movie of the ones that you've uh, assigned me so far, probably. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. I, like, I don't know anything about race car driving. I didn't know anything about this feud going in. Uh, but it's just a really good movie. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. Chris Hemsworth is really good in it. Um, uh, you know, he, you know, he, I, he's he's kind of my favorite of like all the Chris's right now, like Hemsworth, uh, Evans, Pine, <laughs> Pratt. You know, I like all four of them, but I think Chris Hemsworth is probably the most talented all around. I guess. Um, you know, I like all of them though. But anyway, um, I think he's a really good actor, and I, I hope he. You know, not nothing against Marvel, but I hope he gets kind of out of that machine eventually and, and gets to do stuff like this, like actual like character roles um, yeah. at yeah. some point. Um, yeah, so, you don't want to be known uh, as just the Thor guy. The rest of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, he can obviously do like, you know, actual movies too. Not Nothing against Marvel again. But, uh, yeah, he's really good in this movie. And Daniel Bruhl is too, um, who I really don't know. I think he's more well-known in Germany and Austria. Yeah. Uh, I primarily know him from Inglorious Bastards, as probably most American viewers do. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, it's a really entertaining movie. It's funny. Um, it's well acted. It's exciting. The race car scenes are exciting, even though I'm not really into race car driving. Um, and one thing I really liked about it is that, um, it's a Ron Howard movie and, you know, Ron Howard's one of those directors who, you know, he's, he's, he's a good director, but he's never really done anything that I've loved, loved, you know what I mean? Like he makes like really like mainstream dramas seems to be his cup of tea, like a beautiful mind and Apollo 11, which are good, but they're not the kind of movies that get me you know, excited, really. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like Oscar-type movies, you know what I mean? But this one I thought was really good. Yeah, I thought it was um, fun. I thought, you know what I, mean? I thought it was yeah. a realistic, fun race car movie. It didn't quite make my top ten, but it, it's definitely my honorable mention, so it's definitely one of those films that, that, that I enjoyed, um, you know, and, and I thought that, you know, you, you might like, because I feel like I'm not a big race car driver person either. I don't know anything about the Indy 500 or Grand Prix or any of that stuff either. I mean, I like the Fast and Furious movies, but they're fake racing. They're not like, you know, racing on race car tracks, at least not anymore. They're, maybe in the first film they did that a little bit. But, um, yeah. but, uh, uh, but you know, I just thought it was a really cool story, and I thought it was interesting. And it's like I said, it's based on a true story, and, you know, the rivalry they had and the, the differences they had and, and that kind of stuff. I thought that was fun. So Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good. And uh, I, what I, one thing I really appreciated is that not only is it set – in you know the early mid seventies, um, it they they obviously went out of their way to make it look like a seventies movie too, which mm -hmm. I thought was cool because a lot of movies you know are set in a certain period, but they don't feel like a movie from that period. Like you know the Trial of Chicago Seven is set in the sixties, but it feels like a twenty twenty movie. You know it feels yeah. like a modern movie. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood set in the sixties, but it feels like a modern movie. Nothing yeah. against those movies. I love those movies, uh, but. This was cool because it actually, it's set in the 1970s and it looks and feels like a 1970s movie. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's got that kind of, that kind of color palette and that uh, kind of grittiness to it, uh, mm -hmm. to the film stock. Uh, so that's something that they went out of their way to do, you can tell, but not also not to be like super showy with like, you know, crackles in the film and stuff like that. It just looks like an older movie. And that's maybe part of the reason why it probably didn't do that well at the box office because it doesn't look shiny and new it looks like a movie that's set in the 70s and it, and came out in the 70s but uh for sure yeah. um yeah i i really enjoyed it though thanks for the recommendation it was yeah. always kind of on my list but um i don't know when 
if ever I would have gotten to it if you hadn't. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't on, know if I saw it in docket. theaters. It's been, you know, it's been almost a decade now. But I do know that I. Um, it wasn't a film that I was like dying to see. I I don't remember how yeah, I came either. across seeing it. I, I can't remember that far back. I, I want to say it was just on TV one night or coming on or something like that, and I just happened to check it out. Um, it must have been because it wasn't initially in in even my top. 20 for for 2013 so i must have been but i i rated it high so i must have seen it after i already did my list or something like that so uh, but right. um but yeah yeah like i said it was just it's just a really really good realistic more realistic type race film i i actually preferred it over that other one that came out a couple years ago with uh, uh with matt damon and um um christian bale four versus ferrari yeah, yeah i, I, I felt the same exact way yeah, I prefer this um, one over four, four versus Ferrari. Um, you know, I think this one was just a little more. It was a little more gritty. I felt like, and a little more um, I don't real. Know, yeah. A little more real. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereas you know, the other one is Ferrari, it's a, it's a popcorn like movie, like a Hollywood propped yeah. up. Yeah, you know, just for just for entertainment. Whereas this one felt like a real a real story. So right, I agree. Cool. Yep. Well, cool. We're glad Thank you dug it, man. What's the uh, overall grade you would give that one? Oh, I gave it uh, four out of five. B plus. So cool. cool. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's the same grade. I would probably give it as well. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's well we get spent into like that. half an hour. It feels like we spent like half an hour on the challenge movies. We better get to the top ten. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we're getting into it right now. We we definitely are about seventeen minutes in, so we're getting into those um, right now. So I'll go ahead and kick it off with my number ten film of two thousand and thirteen. I'll bring that in. And that's going to be uh, 12 Years a Slave, um, which is a really, really, really good, powerful movie. Most people have seen 12 Years a Slave. Um, it was uh, directed by uh, Steve McQueen, right? Yeah, directed yep. by Steve McQueen. Uh, it has an all-star cast in it, and basically it's literally uh, based on a true story about a man that was freed, that was living, I think, in New York. I haven't seen it in like 13 years, so, <laughs> but uh, or not 13, but I haven't seen it since 2013, I should say. Uh, he yeah. was living in New York and uh, basically was a musician and was like a traveling musician and uh, got invited to go to like this like show where he got like either drunk or drugged or something of that nature. And when he woke up, he was basically sold into slavery, basically by some people that he trusted. And long story short, he ended up in the South. Uh, as a slave for basically 12 years um, before he was able to regain his freedom. Um, that's kind of the skinny of the story without going too much into details, but it's a very, very powerful uh, movie. I One that I really enjoy. If you haven't seen 12 Years of Slave, I highly, highly recommend you check that one out. Uh, but it's just a really, really good, fantastic film. Um, and 2013 was actually a really, really tough year for me also. I just want to point that out like that being number 10 is not a slight in any kind of way for me at all um you know um i mean obviously there's if you're watching i'm sure there's films that are in my top 10 you might have liked better than 12 years of slave but for me it was a really really tough year for me to narrow down a top 10 because i like so many movies from that year i think i have like a top 25 for that year so um but um but yeah just just phenomenal film 12 years of slave yeah, I feel the same way. Um, that's one that's definitely on my list to uh, higher up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I, I I can second what you said about 2013. It was uh, you know we're we're getting up in years. I mean, we still got a few to go, but we're getting up in years now to where a lot of these movies that we're talking about are still fresh in fresh in my brain. You know, even if I only saw them back then. But 12 Years a Slave, I've watched it. 
I saw it in the theater at least once, and I wa I've watched it at home at least once. It's not mm. not an easy movie to watch by any right. means, um, but it is, uh, I think, a masterpiece. So, um, yeah, great movie, great acting, great cinematography. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy to watch, but it's uh, it's it's a it's a story that that needed to be told. So for sure, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, cool. All right, moving on to your number 10. I'll go and bring that in for you. And your number 10 is going to be World War Z. Yeah, so how's that for a switch up <laughs> from your number 10 to my number 10? Uh, slaves to zombies, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting, too, like just to go on about 2013 a little bit that like I did a, you know, we're getting up in the years now where, to where I, I've done like a letterboxed list for this back then. Right. And I look at that, and I did a top 25 for that year. And my top five are staying exactly the same. But for the rest of it, like, you know, most of my current top 10 are ones that I had in the lower reaches of 25 back then. But, you know, you look at them, it's basically you look at them now, and even though it felt like it was in the right order back then, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it felt like yeah. it was in the right order back then. But now it's like, oh, no, 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 that, that one, that one, that one, and that one are the best ones, you know? And I'm like yeah, yeah, moving those top, up into the top 10. Yeah, I kept my top <laughs> five the same. I maybe, I maybe shift around the order a bit, but uh, definitely the bottom five, I definitely played around with that, like, every which way I could. And it was weird because, like, I would rate something like three and a half or four stars, but then I was like, I see another movie that I rate, rate it lower, and I'd be like, I rated this one lower, but I actually enjoy this film more, so I'm going to put it up, you know, to be higher, even though I technically gave it a lower rate, grade, you know what I mean? So Right, right, and I think World War Z is one of those, you know, it's like, it's it. I, I didn't put it in my top ten back then, and, um, you know, it's probably because I didn't think it was good enough, you know, or I put, you know, something that was more, had more depth or something up, up higher, uh, but when I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, that was one of my favorites of that year, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I love World War Z. I think it's a, an absolute blast. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people were bagging on it when it came out because it was PG-13. And, you know, there are a lot of horror movie purists who don't think you can make a good PG-13 horror movie, which I think is absolutely false. Um, you can definitely make a good PG-13 horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. I think, you know, I, I like it when, like, uh, you know, horror is my genre. So I like it when someone like Brad Pitt is in like a horror movie because you don't expect it. You don't expect, I would have never expected Brad Pitt to be in a zombie movie, but there he is in like a really full on apocalyptic, crazy zombie movie. Um, but yeah, I really like it a lot. I read the book that it's based on. The movie is nothing like the book at all. The book is more like, uh, it, it, it's kind of like a, a fake history book almost in a way. It's like, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it, 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 it's like a, uh, like a, fake uh like uh like a like it's a history book like it's like this is what happened this is the story of how the world ended you know what i mean like it's a right. it's like a factual breakdown almost uh and I, that's really cool but it would have been almost impossible to make a movie out of so i get right, it right. i get it they had and to make I, it I a zombie they, movie. they were supposed to do sequels and i think they're still on the, the docket to do a <sighs> sequel to it i don't know if it's going to happen or not but there probably would be more to that story if, if they continued to to do the sequel i really hope they do because i think it's a good story and like i guess it didn't i guess it didn't perform as much as they wanted it to 
Which is you know, weird because I feel like they went with the PG-13 in order to do better at the box office, which, you know what I mean, which I think also kind of hurt them as well because some people didn't want to see it because it was PG-13. You know what I mean? So I think it... Yeah, and I think the production, like, I think it was kind of a troubled production. I think it went over budget. It went over long. I think there were reshoots. So all that I get. Maybe they don't want to go back down that road again. But, I mean, I guess I hope they do, even though it's eight years later. It's not really looking favorable, but... uh um, in any case, I really like this movie. I've watched it, pro- I think, three times. I saw it twice in the theater and at least once at home. And I think it's just a really entertaining popcorn action zombie movie. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I, no, I agree. It's, 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 a, it's a great movie. It, it just narrowly missed my, my top 10. I think it's actually number 11 for me. So ah. um, so you weren't too far off from, from where I would put it but um yeah it's one that i own i i love it um you know i always like them um, and i guess people don't technically well if you're purist you might not even call these real zombies so um but um because they're the fast moving type and they turn super quick um no, yeah i don't like, think they're even officially dead are they are they officially dead or are they just kind of like rabid like 28 days later and yeah they're more like rabbit like 28 days later or train to busan or hashtag yeah. alive or uh yeah the omega the omega man or one of those other ones that you they're know zombies. Or, yeah they're zombies I, I just call them all <laughs> zombies i don't care what the purists say uh to me they're zombies you know anything that that is human and then turns to something else and then wants to bite or eat other humans i'm just calling them zombies so <laughs> yeah yeah and just leaving it at that so unless they're vampires then they're vampires and the, yeah then they're vampires <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a good point yeah cool all right we'll go ahead and bring that well down vampires and... are kind of zombies aren't they and in a nutshell yeah i mean you they're can, you they're can... dead can make that link there they're the undead so yeah yeah but they're, they have they have a brain though so it is different. yeah they have anyway. a brain they can think yeah so that's yeah, the only yeah. thing that, but there are zombie movies where they can't talk and they can think as well so it's like one of the night of the living deads can't they return to living dead return yeah. to living dead yeah they can like yeah. think and talk and stuff like that right or something or send more cops yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cool. They're movies. They're movies. It's They're the movies. realm of just fantasy. Just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to my number nine, um, which is going to be another kids doing bad things. Spring Breakers. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, there's you know, it's hard to say that Spring Breakers is is a better film than Twelve Years a Slave, but I go <laughs> off of enjoyment. Um, you know, for me, I go off of films that, that I enjoy that I can rewatch again. And, and I hate when people get involved in the, oh, well, you know, how can you say that's better than this or better? It's, it's for me, it's just about enjoyment. Um, you know, there are films that, that I enjoy watching and I can rewatch over and over again. Well, 12 Years a Slave is a very powerful film and it's a great film. It's, it's done beautifully. It's not the kind of film you're going to watch over and over again. You know what I mean? It's the kind of film you're going to be like, wow, that was that was really great. That was a phenomenal film. And then you're probably not going to watch it for another five, ten years, just because you know what I mean. You're, it's not the kind of film you rewatch over and over again, unless you're either showing to somebody. So, Spring Breakers, on the other hand, I rank it higher just because I go off of watchability for me. It's one that I can put on every time. So, Spring Breakers is basically about a bunch of high school girls that um, literally on spring break go down to like Florida um, and just get involved in all kinds of debauchery in terms of drugs and 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 you know sex and violence and 
robbing people and they get hooked up with like this 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 guy um that's like a, an aspiring like rapper or whatever keeps me be and they hook up with him and you know the, he kind of gets them involved in like all this seedy drug trade life and then he's got enemies and things of that nature that he's beefing with and it's just a really violent crazy film um and it's just like one you have to see to 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 watch it but it's crazy it's over the top and i don't know i just kind of love it it just it just i don't i don't know i just dig it it's just it's just a really fun crazy over the top film and you know me like because i'm always a sucker for kids doing bad thing films so um so i always like those kind of films i don't know why they're just, it's just always fun to, to watch you never would want your kids to be like this but and we weren't like this as kids obviously but um but you know it is always speaking just, for yourself here yeah you're like i was getting into all kinds of hardcore stuff <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, but no, I, I love it. So that's my number nine, Spring Breakers. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I love it. Uh, like your like your number ten. It's it's in my top ten, but it's 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 up higher for sure. Um, but yeah, I love this movie. Um, you know, I wasn't too sure what to expect going in, but I know you know I've been a fan of uh, Harmony Karine's Karine uh, Karine. I don't know his stuff in the past. Um, and I you know I I don't you know I like the feeling that like you know it, it's it's such an unusual movie because it's like almost like satire in a way because it's not realistic. Um, no, and there's also, I mean, from the very beginning, like that montage of all those spring break kids uh, with the, uh, with the Skrillex song on the soundtrack, it's almost like an Aphex twin video. It's like disturbing and creepy and funny and like bizarre and surreal at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his, his casting these, you know, ex Disney stars like Selena Gomez and Vanessa right. Hudgens as these kind of scantily clad people beating up and robbing people. Um, right. So it's almost like satire, right. but um, but I also like take it seriously when I'm watching it too. You know, I like I care what's going on. You know, actually, uh, and it's got really great style. Um, it's got action in it. It's got drama in it. It's got visually, it's really amazing. Uh, and there's one moment probably one of my favorite scenes in like all movies in like the past 20 years. And it's the moment where I knew, like, I love this movie. Uh, and that's the scene where it, it has that montage of violence set to the Britney Spears song, you mm. know, like the Britney Spears ballad and all this slow-mo like uh, carnage and crazy stuff happening. I was like, wow, this, this is, this is my kind of movie. Uh, it's not everybody else's kind of movie. No, I've shown no, it to it's other people, not, you know, just for sick, twisted people like you and I. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've shown it to other people, at least two people. Um, I've shown it to two people who are very close to me that I thought would really like it, and they really hated it. So I was like, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely not for everybody, but I absolutely love it. Love yeah, it. Love it. I don't. It. I don't care. I, I love it. So yeah. <laughs> it's not going to get the best reviews and all that kind of stuff, but just, it did just get my... good reviews from critics. But like, yeah. uh, you know, I. Yeah. Yeah, people like because uh, I remember like it got like you know it's a young person. It looks like a young person movie, so a lot of high schoolers went to see it and they didn't know what to make of it. Obviously, yeah. Um, even though I like to think if I saw that movie in high school, I would have loved it. I think. <laughs> I think I would have too. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah, because we it's weird. We were seeing all kinds of crazy stuff in high school, though, too. So that's know, true. We were, that's we were true. seeing kids in high school and showgirls and, and everything else. Leaving Las know? Vegas and yeah, yeah. So we were seeing <laughs> yeah. some, some some pretty hardcore stuff back then. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, moving on to your number nine. I'll go ahead and bring that in, which is going to be the spectacular now. So, yeah, I like this kind of crisscross thing we got going here because yeah, it's another. like, 
Well, this is another teen movie, though. So yeah. Yeah, it's a polar opposite from your number nine, though. So yeah. yeah, So this is a this is a a a teen movie. Um, It like again, it's another it's a movie that I was not in my top ten back then. But when I looked over my list, I was like, oh yeah, that's I really like that movie a lot. So I don't remember if you've seen it or not, but it's a really good uh, teen movie. it stars Miles Teller, who got really big around the same time, I think the next year, with Whiplash, when Whiplash came out, uh, which is an excellent movie. Um, and he's been in a lot of stuff since. Uh, Shailene Woodley, uh, this was kind of her introduction, and she's been in a lot of stuff since this. Uh, but it's just a really good teen drama. You know, like, it reminds me of a lot of, like, the Cameron Crowe movies, like uh, mm-hmm. Say Anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Movies, like the, like the 80s teen movies that were not... Like they were less John Hughes and more Cameron Crowe kind of uh, more realistic. Yeah, not, not, uh, not blend the of comedy, comedy drama. Kind, not, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It wasn't like that type of teen, teen comedy. It was more more the serious teen teen comedies, I guess, if you will, or teen. No, I wouldn't say it's comedy, just teen movies in in general. So, right, right, and I remember like uh, you know, and you know, it's just a really good mixture of like comedy and drama and realism and uh, entertainment value. And I remember it's been a while since I watched it, but I've seen it at least twice. I know that. Um, but I know Miles Teller plays kind of a, he's, he's, he's basically bottoming out, you know, he's yeah. an alcoholic and he seems kind of Already unsalvageable. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like his relationship with uh, Shailene Woodley kind of kind of brings him out of that, but that makes it sound kind of corny. But it's not corny. It's uh, it's like a, it's kind of like it reminds me of like the Edge of Seventeen. You know, that was another one that was kind of a good mixture of comedy and drama and realism, mm-hmm. but kind of an eighties feel too. So it's just if you like movies about teens that aren't goofy uh, and have a little bit of depth, uh, but are still entertaining and fun, uh, that's that's one of the best I think for sure. Yeah, I love for that sure. movie. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. Um, I've, I've, it definitely uh, is is a great. It narrowly missed my 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 top ten as well. Um, it'd probably be like number thirteen or something like that. But like I said, this is a really really tough year for me, so that's not mm-hmm. a slide on the film at all. Um, in fact, I just rewatched it again uh, uh, the other night. Um, I knew I just wanted to rewatch a couple films that were close to my top ten that I hadn't seen in many years, just to see if any of them got bumped up or bumped anything else down or whatever case right. might be. Um, so I did rewatch it just about four days ago, I think. So not that long ago, um, but uh, over the weekend. But uh, yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a great film. Uh, it's, it's 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 really really good. It, the acting's great. Um, like I said, Miles Teller's really really good in there. Um, um, it's got a, uh, a pretty good cast in there. Um, it also stars uh, Brie Larson's in there as well. It plays oh Alex yeah, that's on, right. Again, off again, uh, a girlfriend kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just like I said, just kind of about a, a teen that's kind of like spiraling out of control with alcoholism. He's got some resentment towards like his mom and his dad splitting and that kind of stuff. And um, it's just a really, really good story. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, definitely one that, um, like I said, is 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 easily in in, in my runner ups and definitely in my, my my top twenty five of this year. So yeah, yeah, cool, cool, well, great choice. Yeah, we have a lot of agreements so far. So far, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be a big disagreement coming up in a couple. <laughs> um, yeah, you got a little bit of time, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least for you, anyways. Um, you yeah. might like all my films. I don't know. <laughs> but um, speaking of which, moving on to my number eight, uh, which is going to be Gravity. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, in fact, so far you've liked the, the two that I just said better than I did. You're, you had them ranked up higher. Than me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so Gravity. Um, another really, really good uh, 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 space film, if you will. Uh, we recently did a review on um, uh, The Midnight Sky, which also stars George Clooney as well, uh, which I felt like that film kind of ripped a little bit from this one because there's a lot of those same similar kind of scenes in there where they're, you know, well, almost all those space movies, there's a scene where, you know, there's like some debris flying around and they have to go up and like fix it and things of that nature and, and that kind of stuff. But um, this will star Sandra Bullock. Um, it's got a few big stars in it as well. Just a really, really good, well-acted space film. It's got enough adventure and excitement in it to keep you entertained and some really, really, you know, gruesome things happen to, to them up there as well. Uh, but just a really, really good film. I just, you know, I, I just really, really love this film, Gravity. It's one that I don't own, and I probably need to watch it again. I haven't seen it. I've seen it since it was in theaters, but I haven't seen it in many years. It's probably been at least six, seven years since I've seen it. But a uh, really, really good film. And that is my number eight, Gravity. Yeah, that's that's a really good movie. It, it narrowly, uh, I would say it narrowly missed my top 10, but I, I really enjoyed it. I saw it at IMAX, um, mm-hmm. which was a pretty incredible experience. It was an oh, IMAX, yeah. and I think it was in 3D, too. So there are those those shots where, like, I remember this one scene where before everything starts going crazy, and they just kind of, there's this really cool, like, pan uh, from their point of view, just looking at Earth from space, and... Um, you know, before things go crazy in the movie. And it's just kind of like, you know, on that gigantic IMAX screen and in the Mm -hmm. 3D, it almost felt like you were there, you know, like you were in space looking at Earth from space. And it's a really kind of interactive movie almost. It's so immersive. Um, But yeah, it's really, it's very good, uh, very exciting, uh, really good movie. Uh, Just narrowly missed my top 10, I would say. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I saw it in IMAX or not. I don't remember. Maybe I did. I can't remember now. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know the visuals were, were amazing regardless. So, but definitely right. good. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to your number eight. Bring that in, and that's going to be Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. So this is another yet another one that uh, was not in my top ten at the time. But when I'm looking over those movies, I'm like, yeah, I've 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 watched this movie probably five or six times, I think. So, I mean, like, it would be pretty silly for me to not put it in my top ten. But, yeah, I love it. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. The original series is great. A lot of uh, the hardcore original series fans kind of turned on this one after a while. It's kind of weird. Like, fan culture is so frustrating in a lot of ways because when this movie came out, there was actually a lot of positive hype around it. You know? I mean, like, the trailer was amazing. It made it very clear that this is not a PG-13 movie. Like the original, this is going to have just fountains of blood. It's unrated. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy over the top horror. And it was. And I remember, like, when it first came out, like, it seemed like the, the fans, you know, the fans, fan culture, uh, they were all about it. And it seemed like they kind of turned on it over time. I don't know. Horror fans are weird. Uh, but I loved this movie then. I still love this movie now. Um, it's a different animal than the original series. Uh, people have pointed out that it's not as funny. Uh, it's not as lighthearted. Uh, but I, I, you know, I guess I get I get that. Uh, but I also point out that the original was also going for while it was going for funniness, uh, humor. Uh, it was also going for just like an all-out gore, in-your-face, insane, non-stop, unrelenting experience, which this movie goes for. It takes some of the humor out, yeah, but it's still 
a go for broke horror movie experience. And I think, you know, seeing this movie on opening night in Hollywood uh, with my brother uh, the night before going to a horror movie convention in a theater just packed with Evil Dead fans, it was one of the, my favorite movie going experiences ever. Um, so uh, no, no, none of the times I've watched it since have quite equaled that first time, but I still absolutely love this movie. Uh, I think Jane Levy is an amazing heroine in the movie, and uh, it's just, it's exciting, it's fun, it's 85 minutes and done, uh, the gore is over the, over the top insane, and it's just like a full experience, especially for a horror movie fan, uh, it's, you know, I like, you know, a lot of the horror movie fans don't like it now, but I still think it's uh, one of the best of the last decade, for sure. Evil Dead. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, you know, for me, I, I was never a big fan of the the original Evil Dead. It's just not my wheelhouse, you know. Um, I, I found it to be a little actually cheesy um, and silly in parts, um, which I, that's what a lot of people love about, it, and I and I and I get that and I respect that. Um, so I actually, crazy enough, prefer this version because it's <laughs> a little more serious and they took out the cheese factor of it. Um, so it didn't come across as, as cheesy and goofy and silly and in part just came off as a quintessential just in your face horror film, um, which is what I liked about it. Um, and yeah. so me, I, I know it's sacrilegious, but I actually preferred this one. Well, we've had this conversation before about how sometimes I prefer the remakes over the originals, but hey, so I do prefer, I sometimes. Yeah, but I prefer this one over the original just because because I, I found the original to be a little cheesy and over the top. Which, like I said, I don't. I'm not arguing. You know that that one's an, a classic, and people love Ash, and people love those films, and and that's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, they just they're just they just don't speak to me that way, just because you know I, I cheese just just it, it, I, cheese and horror doesn't always you know resonate with me that way. So that's just that's just it. Um, but this one is just horror. It's just straight horror, terrifying, like you said, unrelenting. And I like that about it. Um, it didn't make my top ten um, or or my honorable mentions, but I did I did like it. I think I gave it like three out of five. But it was a tough year. So um, in any other year, who knows? It might have been in my my top twenty. In any other year, it was just a really really tough year. But I, I definitely I definitely did enjoy this one. So cool, cool. And this might be the last one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, uh, but I definitely did. I definitely did enjoy this one. Um, so yeah great choice um like i said and you know i you know I, I i don't know why but you know like i said for me it just it's just it's i just enjoy it better i think because it's serious so yeah cool. i get it <laughs> all right moving on to number seven moving right along we made up a little bit of, well no we didn't we're still going pretty, pretty strong here <laughs> uh my number seven film is going to be the wolf of wall street um I just, I just like this movie. I just, I just love it. Um, I, it, it's funny. It's, 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 it's like anything I've never seen. It's got an all-star cast with, you know, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio, Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's got a, uh, 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 what's the kid? Uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill, who's, you know, oh, yeah. he's my favorite character in there. And it's just crazy. If you don't know the story, it's basically based off of, you know, the, the, the Wall Street guy that, 
uh, basically was was you know basically kind of scamming people out of their money basically and took off and started this huge uh, farm on Wall Street and that kind of stuff and it you know goes down the rabbit hole they get involved in drugs and all kinds of stuff. There's this scene that's in this film that's like one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen where he's on like uh, he's on drugs he's on like uh, some sort of downer like quaaludes or something of that nature I can't remember specifically what he's on and he's like driving in a car and he's like can't walk and he's like crawling he's got like <laughs> severe like paralysis and stuff like that is like one of the funniest scenes i've seen in my life and it's just this crazy over the top like place where you know their work environment is just crazy because they're all like young rich kids they're all like young like millionaires um and they just have like these parties and they have like you know they bring in like little people they'd be like which they call, and I know it's like midget tossing and things of that nature. And they do all kinds of just crazy hijinks in this film. And I just loved it. It's just a fun, fun, crazy film. It is really, really long. So I don't watch it all the time because it is like like well over two hours. Uh, but it is just like a really, really fun film. And like I said, and I, I, I just love it. I just, I just get a kick out every time I see it. So that's my number seven film, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's that's one that I really I need to watch it again because I've only seen it the once uh, in the theater back in the day, and I always intended to watch it again because this was like it came out in 2013 when I had just gotten a new job, so I was ha I was kind of having to adjust to an eight to five schedule when before mm -hmm. I had a job that it was primarily nights. I worked nights, and I'm already kind of a night owl, so I had to I I and the, my new job it was right down the right down the street from a movie theater so i'd be like oh that's so perfect i can get off work at five o'clock and go to the movie right down the street uh but at the same time i was still kind of adjusting to being up early in the morning uh which means i was always dead tired after work so believe it or not i actually fell asleep in the wolf of wall street i don't think i missed very much of it but i always knew it was like man how i gotta i gotta go back i gotta watch this again uh, so I don't know how much I missed. Um, I always intended to go back, but I just, I never have. And it's been eight years somehow, but, uh, so it, it should probably be in my top 10 or at least my runner ups, but, um, it's one that I need to watch again and reassess. Cause I don't, I don't, I, you know, I remember it being funny. I remember it being, you know, I know it's set like a record for F words. I know that, um, yeah, yeah like, yeah, like 2000 um, F words or something like that. And yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because, um, there is a, um, that show that is a Netflix show, uh, Swear oh, Words or whatever. Swear Words, History uh, of Swear uh, Words, yeah. With uh, with uh, um, with uh, Nicholas Cage or whatever, and they were talking about like who, who, what actor has used the most swear words of all time? Oh yeah. And everybody, everybody thought it was like either Nicholas Cage because he was hosting the show, um, uh, or using the F word. I'm sorry, the most. They thought it was either Nicholas Cage or Samuel Jackson that use the yeah. most swear words but it was it's technically jonah hill jonah yep. hill has used more swear words than any other actor in history he's such yeah, a record something like and a lot of it was because of this film you know what i mean yeah because it's like 547 it, times in this one movie or something like that it's yeah, like yeah it's yeah. absurd yeah yeah this movie so, is great like i said if, if you haven't seen the wolf of wall street i i love it definitely one that i highly recommend and jason you need to rewatch it <laughs> yeah yeah i need to i need to see where it's available <laughs> yeah it's available yeah. at my Thanks house for the reminder. I'll get you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I All just right. might well, take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to your number seven, which is going to be a real treat. Uh, the, <laughs> the Lords of Salem. Okay. Uh, a so, zombie film. 
Yes. Okay. So I am a Rob Zombie fan. Uh, and Rob Zombie is a very divisive filmmaker. I think personally, I think he is one of the uh, purest of the horror filmmakers working these days. Uh, someone who really, truly understands the genre from the inside out. And you can tell that from every frame of all of his movies, good and bad. Um, so, and even among such a, for such a divisive filmmaker, even for him, this is probably his most divisive film. So a divisive filmmaker, this is one that his most divisive film. Uh, so this movie, it seems to truly, truly, uh, you know, there are a lot of movies that are like this, but this is one that truly seems to split people right down the middle. Either you think this movie is the best thing he's ever done, the most artistic thing he's done, the most interesting and unique thing he's ever done, or you think it's the worst thing he's ever done, or the worst thing ever, some people. But uh, me being number six in my top ten for the year, I think you can probably tell which which where I came down on it. Um, I'm already a Rob Zombie fan, but to me this was, if not his best movie, uh, which I still think will always be The Devil's Rejects, um, his, this movie is definitely the most interesting and unique he's ever made. Uh, it's not the kind of hillbilly white trash horror that he's kind of famous for. It's something totally different. It's aiming for something more... Uh, David Lynch inspired, Dario Argento inspired, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky inspired, uh, Roman Polanski inspired, a completely different flavor from everything else he's done. And I think it is uh, one of the best horror movies of the last decade, easily. Um, it's not perfect. There are flaws. But I think it is uh, a completely singular movie, which is rare, especially in the horror genre. Um, this is, it's actually the last great movie I think he did. I, I love House of a Thousand Corpses. I love Devil's Rejects. I love both of the Halloween movies that he made. Um, and I love this one. After this, he made 31 and uh, Three from Hell, which I think it's kind of been a de decline in quality, unfortunately. Uh, but I still think he's got more great movies in him. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my defense of... Rob Zombie, I think he's a great filmmaker. I like his music as well as his movies. Um, I think he truly understands the horror genre, and I truly don't think he gets enough credit. Uh, but I'll get off my soapbox now. You're in the other corner, Kier. <laughs> in the other corner, me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll preface by saying I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's music, but you know I'm not a big rock guy to begin with, so it's not it's not my genre. As far as films, I, I could care less what your music tastes are. I just judge you on based on your films. I have never been a huge Rob Zombie fan outside of the one Halloween film, the first one that he did. That's the only film that I've liked it. And I love that film. I, I absolutely love it. Um, that's it's actually one of my favorite Halloween films. Um, you know, compared to all the other ones, it, it's it's definitely up there. It'd probably be in my top four uh, of the Halloween films for sure. Um, so that one I thought was a masterpiece that he did. I didn't care for the second one, and I absolutely loathe this film. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I, I, I did look up the grade that I gave it just now, and I gave it half a star. So, um, yeah. yeah I, like I, I said, loathe. it seems to be yeah. you either give this a half a star or one star, or you give it four and a half or five. It's, that's, it truly seems to divide people yeah. that way. I and, I, you know. I don't remember what I gave House of a Thousand Corpses. I have to look that one up. <clears throat> I know that I didn't care for The Devil's Rejects. I, I expected to really like that film, actually. I thought it, I was going to enjoy it because I thought, like, these badass characters, I was going to really enjoy it. But it just came across so mean-spirited to me that I never really quite could enjoy it. I mean, I don't necessarily need my 
antagonists or, or ant not antagonists, I should say, anti-heroes to be goody goodies. I don't mind if they're, you know, are a little rough around the edges, but you know, these people are just bad to be bad and there's no real redeeming qualities in them. You know what I mean? As opposed to say like, um, uh, what am I thinking? Like, uh, dust till dawn. You know what I mean? Like the two guys in there, they're bad people. They're, they're definitely escape convicts or they're, they're terrible people. Um, but there's a little bit of redeeming qualities in them that I can enjoy. So, um, so I, I just don't jive with a lot of his films. I mean, I, I just don't, you know, they're just, they're just not for me. So, yeah. But, and this one's definitely not for me. This one was probably <laughs> the worst of all the films that I've seen of his. This is definitely the, the very bottom of the barrel for me. So not, not for me. <laughs> and when you say it's kind of David Lynch esque, that tells yeah. you all yep. you need to know about where I would go in this direction because I'm yeah. also not a fan of David Lynch at all. Kier, Kier don't like weird. <laughs> this yeah. is this is his weirdest movie too. That's another thing. Yeah, so uh, that's probably that's probably where they lost me. But yeah, I st um, I still I still think you should give Devil's Rejects another shot. Though, man. I, I mean, that I'll watch a... it again. I mean, I could definitely maybe we'll do a rewatch challenge or something sometime. So we'll have to just think about those films. So, um, I'll, of course, yeah. I'll forget all these movies that we've been talking about that we should make each other rewatch again. But um, maybe we'll do that sometime. <laughs> we'll just well once we're done with our top tens, maybe we'll make a list of films that we both need to rewatch again. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, we're well, moving on to. I'll, I'll title it Movies That Kier Needs to uh, Correct His Opinion About. You can title it whatever you want. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it so. Mm. <laughs> Moving on to my number six. We're finally wrapping it up here. <laughs> <clears throat> my number six is going to be Blue Jasmine. Um, so, oh, um, yeah, I just like it. It's just like a really good, just like, you know, uh, starts Kate Blanchett. She's basically a... It's kind of like the a rags, a riches to rags tale, I guess, um, if you will. Um, so she was someone that basically had it all and lived like this really posh, great lifestyle. Um, her husband was involved in a bunch of shady dealings and basically was, you know, indicted and ended up going to prison. She basically lost everything and basically ended up having to like move in with her sister um, and kind of get involved in that. And it, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a hard film to describe because it's kind of a drama, but it's also really, really funny. It's kind of a comedy and she is a mess. Uh, <laughs> so her character is a mess. She's like, she's super kind of into herself. She kind of thinks she's better than everybody, uh, but she's got her own quirks and, and, and issues as well. And I don't know. I just, I just like that story. I just thought it was really, really fun. I've actually seen it, I don't know, in the last year or two, maybe. Um, and it still holds up really, really well for me. It was probably actually back in 2013, lower in my countdown. Um, but after rewatching it like a year or two ago, I, I ended up bumping it up because I just enjoyed the story so much. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really, really just fun, funny film. Uh, it's got a great cast in there as well. Like, you know, Lucy K before everybody hated him. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think Peter Skarsgård is in there. It's got a bunch of people in there, but it's a really, really good story. Great cast, great acting. And I want to say she, did she win an Oscar for this film or was she nominated for an Oscar for this film? I think she won. She was definitely nominated. Yeah. I think she won. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so great acting. Obviously her acting was, was phenomenal in this film. Um, but that's my number six, Blue Jasmine. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I love Blue Jasmine. Uh, then as now, um, it just narrowly missed my top ten. You know, same same back then. Uh, just just right outside of it, probably. Um, but yeah, it's great. I think it's I, you know I'm a big Woody Allen. Fan. 
I know Woody Allen's like a dirty word these days, uh, but I, I think so he's, he's a great filmmaker. Pay, yeah. 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 yeah I this think is probably, um, I haven't loved everything that Woody Allen's done, but this might be it's definitely in my top, probably top three. I know I like right. this a lot. I like Match Point a lot, and I like another one quite a bit. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I like I like tons of his movies, not all of them by any means, because he's made yeah, like a thousand. He, he, but he's movie for a while, he's making like one every other day. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, definitely, he's he's definitely got a, a lot of a lot of really good movies in his in his arsenal for sure. But this one's definitely yep. in my in my top three for sure. So. Yep, yep, for sure. Great movie. Um, I still think he's a great filmmaker. Um, I don't want to get into everything else, I guess, but I'll just say like I'm I'm a Woody Allen fan still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's a whole nother debate, but, you know, we, we could go all day talking about um, separating the, the art from the artist kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of where I always draw the line with certain people. Um, it's like, you know, people, the, this whole council culture that we live in, it's, it's just it's just so. And I'm not saying that what he did is not right if he's if they cancel him, whatever case may be. But it's like I just judge the films or the artists just based on the art. You know what I mean? I try to separate from the person. Um, you know, like Louis C.K. I love his stand-up specials. I love the shows that he's done. And he did some horrible, horrible things to, to women. And I totally condone all that. Um, you don't he, condone he that. A, huh? You said you totally condone all that. <laughs> You mean oh, yeah, you don't, yeah, don't condone it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't condone yeah. that. But, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 um, I definitely, you know, think that you have to find a way to separate the 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 art from, like I said, the, the artists themselves. So, you know, yeah. there's been so many people in, in our history that we've, you know, put on these pedestals and and you know have holidays for that you know did a lot of bad things you know what i mean columbus you know what i mean like but people but nowadays we just live in a culture where they do bad things and and you know they're pretty much canceled so <laughs> well i'm all about i'm all about like ditching the whole columbus thing that's for sure yeah. but yeah. with see what i don't want to get into all this really but uh yeah, with Woody I Allen, that's I think, a whole other topic we'll, we'll save that for another discussion but yeah yeah and i don't want to i don't want to get into controversy or anything like that but i mean to me woody allen has maintained his innocence from day one He's been investigated, never charged. Um, I'm not saying I don't believe victims. I do believe victims, but I, I think there, today there's like a rush to judgment, like a rush to yeah. guilt, and a rush to yeah. let's erase this person from history. Yeah, uh, yeah. I when, mean, what is this? Name? I mean, he's uh, never believe, been convicted of believe anything. Women been kind of like the thing and it's like yeah of yeah course. i do you, yeah you should be believing women i mean i would never say you shouldn't believe women but that doesn't mean you believe every single circumstance or situation that that, that comes up regarding a person's life you know because you know especially if it's something that involves two people you know i get it if it's been like you know your r kelly's or whatever you think about bill cosby or whatever you know when there's like 40 50 people that are coming around saying the same thing at some point i gotta start you know, <laughs> but, right, but, right. You know, but but it's like, you know, there's this whole thing about just, you know, we believe all the victims and I don't know that that's always the case. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't there, so I can't say one way or another. So, but if they're convicted, then, then, Hey, if a judge or a jury convicts them and says that they did it and they're guilty by all means, but that doesn't, that still doesn't take away from the art that they, that they did. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, Blue Jasmine's still a great film. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Now we're going to get canceled, Kier. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to get canceled immediately. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. All right. Well, moving on <laughs> to your number six. <laughs> so we'll wrap this up with the last one. Um, it's going to be inside Lou Allen Davis. And, yeah, inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, no, Lewin, but, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lewin Davis. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is um, this is a, a really great movie. I'm a Coen Brothers fan. You know, I've liked every every Coen Brothers movie that uh, they've ever done, with the exception of the Lady Killers. I really didn't like the Lady Killers, but every other thing they've done, I've I've been a big fan of. This, I think, it's another one that. Well, this might have been in my top ten back then. But um, it's one that definitely has grown on me over the years. Like, I saw it in the theater when it first came out. I liked it a lot, but I wasn't necessarily passionate about it. Uh, but I've watched it two or three times since then, and I've liked it more every time, and I really, really like the soundtrack. Um, it's, just a, it's just a really good movie about a folk singer uh, back in the 60s in New York when that was kind of... a a big thing with Bob Dylan coming up and uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. And uh, it's funny, uh, but it's also really dramatic. Oscar, it's kind of what put Oscar Isaac on the map. Uh, I didn't have a clue who Oscar Isaac was before this, and now he's in Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Ex Machina and all these really great roles. But uh, um, yeah, it's just a really good movie. John Goodman is really good in there. Carrie Mulligan is really good in there. Adam Driver is hilarious in there. Uh, but if, you know, if you're a Coen Brothers movie, uh, if you're a Gopher Brothers fan, uh, then you'll definitely really like this movie. Um, it's probably not their most accessible work for non-Coen Brothers fans, uh, but uh, I just think it's a really good movie that's grown on me a lot over the years. And, uh, you know, again, it's one of those movies that when I look at that, you know, my best of 2013 list, that's w one of the ones I feel most warmly for. So, yep, number six, Inside Lewin Davis. Cool. I haven't seen it, so can't comment on it. But, um, you know, the Ethan, Ethan, Joel and Ethan, the Coen brothers have always been kind of a little hit or miss for me. I like I would say I like probably most of the films they do, but there's definitely a lot that, that I don't like that people love. So um, so I like some of the stuff they do. I just don't love everything they do. So uh, their style is a little can be a little weird sometimes or just different, uh, which some people love about them. But and I do love that sometimes about them, but I don't I just don't care for all their films. I just have yet to see this one. So but it didn't look like yeah. my speed anyway. So I wasn't in a hurry to to check it out. So yeah, probably not. Probably not. Cool. Well, that's it. I can't say much about that one since <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, and we're already an hour in. So, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, that's, that's, that's our, that's our top, uh, our, our bottom half of our, of our top 10 films of 2013. Uh, so obviously let us know down in the comments. Have you seen these films? You like them too high, too low, your thoughts. All, obviously if there's other films that you feel like we didn't mention, well, we have another show, so we'll be bringing back our, our, uh, our top five. So we'll be doing our five through number one. And then we'll also discuss some, some of our honorable mentions. So even if your film that you really love from that year doesn't make it in our personal top tens, maybe it's in one of our honorable mentions. So um, just kind of go from there. But um, as always, if you like the channel, we ask that you like, subscribe, uh, hit the bell notification so that you don't miss any of the updates. And we'll be back again with another show for you guys again real soon. We thank you for watching and hope you have a great day. Bye. All right, bye.